What's up, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Modern. What's going on? It is a Wednesday in the evening. We're chatting Magic the Gathering. I'm talking about subjects inspired by the modern format and largely subjects that I see you guys talking about on the Masters of Modern Facebook page because there's 2,000 people in there constantly talking about modern. Go join the page. Uh, I co-host the Masters of Modern podcast with Alex Kessler and Collected Art Company, and today we're going to be talking about Mardu. Um, we're going to be talking about why Mardu isn't a Tier 1 deck. We're going to be talking about what is missing for Mardu to be a Tier 1 deck. And we're going to talk about the possibility of Mardu becoming a Tier 1 deck soon and what that would look like, how likely that is. So before I get fully into that idea, I do want to remind everybody this is Anchor.fm. It's basically Twitter meets podcasting. Instead of following me and tweeting at me, you would follow us on Anchor by favoriting the station, downloading the app, and then call in directly from your phone. You just click call in call straight into the phone. I post your call. I respond to it. I've been doing a lot of that recently. Um, now, as far as the app itself, if you listen to the content through the app here, as opposed to listening to the content, let's say through like a YouTube link or Twitter or something like that, uh, it will keep the app going. If the app keeps going, we get to keep bringing on cool guests. And very soon we're going to be giving away like foiled dark confidants and, and, and cool, like, you know, Japanese thought seasons and all kinds of fun stuff. We've got a whole slate of cards queued up talking about giving away so if you guys can get on board you can help me out that you will get some sweet 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 giveaways so let's talk about mardu and why it is not a tier one deck what's missing and how close it is to becoming one so mardu is a three color mid-range deck at least in the way that i imagine it the dominant three color mid-range decks historically have been abzan and jund uh black green x decks have definitely been a thing that have popped up uh you know jeskai decks obviously have been a thing we've seen some jeskai decks do some cool things but in terms of mid-rangey decks that are not playing reactive magic that are playing proactive magic it's definitely black green based decks now abzan and jun both feature support cards uh red gets things like colagon's command and lightning bolt and and sometimes some sideboard cards uh, while white brings you things like Path to Exile, better sideboard cards, Lingering Souls, so on and so forth. Green, historically, has been important to these decks for the creature threats, for the two drops in Tarmogoyf, in Scavenging Ooze, in Grim Flare. Uh, even it used to be more important to be playing Abrupt Decay. So Maelstrom Pulse, cards like that. That's what green has gotten us historically. Now, if you break things down, you look at the metagame and you try to figure out what's been working recently, what hasn't been working, well, green is a lot less important to those strategies. People aren't playing as many Tarmogoyfs as they weren't well, as they once were. They're still playing Scavenging Oozes. Grim Flare is a good threat. But ultimately, those green-based mid-range decks, green-black-based mid they're not as strong as they once were. Which leads us to Mardu. So let's look at what Mardu has. Mardu has two colors in common with both Jund and two colors in common with Abzan. So the most important card in Abzan you also get in Mardu, which is Lingering Souls. You still get your cards like your Lingering, your, your Kologon's Commands and your Lightning Bolts. What you lose, unfortunately, is Tarmogoyf, Scavenging Ooze, Maelstrom Pulse, Grim Flare, cards like that. What the question here is, is does white, black, or red, specifically, I guess we should probably ask ourselves, does white, as a base color, do any of these colors offer two drops that are of high enough value to replace the ones you lose in green, to make these decks threat heavy enough? Do you get to put a clock on your opponent? Is playing young Pyromancer a good enough card in these decks? Can you get away with maybe playing like a, like, like I think Monastery Mentor doesn't work because it's a three drop. You know, how likely is that? Is Bitter Blossom a good enough threat? Can you can you make that work? Um, all of these are ideas, and none of them have really quite ever broken through. I think we all know what's going on with Mardu and why it's not a Tier 1 deck, and the answer is that it doesn't have Stoneforge Mystic. 
And we've said this on the podcast for years, but Stoneforge Mystic would make Mardu a deck. That would just outright make Mardu a deck. So that's definitely an interesting one. Um, but those would be my opinions. And I, and it's cool to see people get excited about Mardu and talk about Mardu and want it to break through. And it's a good and it's a fun color combination. And it's not like those, you know, combinations of those colors haven't been things that people have tried because, you know, we've seen white, red prison decks, certainly. Um, we've seen like Rakdos aggro decks. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen Boros aggro decks. So, uh, I think it's definitely, these are color combinations people have tried, but right now, I think what green gives you just, just strictly in the form of Tarmogoyf being neutrally a good threat and scavenging who's being so disruptive, make it hard to justify playing the others because the three best one drops you can be playing are all removal spells for the most part in those colors. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Those are my thoughts on Mardu. Uh, we'll probably do a little bit more Mardu content here coming up on the station today. Keep listening and subscribe. Thank you. Hey, Ben. Just like to call in uh, a little bit of a spinoff from your Mardu idea. The other side of the Tarkir planes being Soltai. It's another one of those black-green X decks. You still get access to the early disruption, the ideal, you know, turn one discard, turn two Tarmogoyf, turn three Liliana game plan. But you also get the two-for-one value off of Snapcaster Mage, and then you can get a little spicy using things like the new Necessitude of Elements or Search for Escanta to set up your top deck to lose less life with Dark Confidant. What do you think about a deck like this? Perhaps share this on the station and see what people think. Later. Sean Brophy, thanks for the call, man. Just uh, wrapped up a uh, recording of Riverdale, uh, the after show for AfterBuzz TV, because that show's friggin' sweet, and saw that you called into the station about the Mardu posting from a few hours ago. So wanted to share it. Thanks for the call in here on 10 Minutes of Modern, the daily station chat with you guys about modern every day. Uh, that's what daily means. I'm silly. It's tired. I'm tired. Um, this is going off the rails. <laughs> so let's talk about your call, man. Uh, you were talking a little bit about Sultai as opposed to Mardu. Um, I guess if you were going to rank the three color combinations and their you know, si significance of play, I'm not sure exactly which ones would be at the bottom, like the bare bones. I know Alex and I, I think, did this on an episode kind of recently. Uh, I seem to remember, like, Teamer is pretty low down and Esper is pretty low down. Neither of those really sees a tremendous amount of play. But Sultai's not that far. Like, I think Sultai's probably after the top five behind, you know, Grixis, Jund, Abzan, Jeskai. Not in that order particularly, but, um, yeah, those those ones. You know, maybe maybe Bant, Nias. You know, anyway, whatever. I'm just ranting now. But the point is, uh, Sultai... It's a good point you make. It's funny because when I think of black green X decks, I don't think of Sultai as a black green X deck. And it's probably because what white gets you or what red gets you is basically interaction and removal. Whereas blue doesn't really get you that. Um, blue does get you Snapcaster Mage, so you, you do get to create kind of a, a two-for-one situation. But and, and, and Fatal Push definitely, you know, that pushed us, no no uh, pun intended there, into a direction where we could definitely get away with it more now. You know, before Fatal Push, you were, you, was, you would struggle because your removal was not as good, so playing Snapcaster Mage of the deck was not going to be as as advantageous. Um, you, you, you mentioned um, Surge for Ascanta as an idea, and I think that is kind of a cool one. Uh, that's the two-mana legendary enchantment that flips into a flips into a blue land that can, you know, set the top of your library during upkeep as an enchantment and, and three and a tap to put a non-creature non-land card out of the top four into your hand. 
certainly a card advantage, uh, you know, land and, and a cool card and one that I haven't seen people mess around with in modern very much. And, and I like the suggestion, um, but it does feel like I would contend that while Mardu feels like it's missing one of the essential components of a black green or, you know, of a black green X deck, because it's missing green, obviously, in the, the two mana creatures uh, and some of the interaction, I would contend that Sultai doesn't qualify as a black green X deck because blue doesn't give you pieces of interaction that are parallel with the pieces of interaction in those other colors. So because blue is is reactive and Snapcaster has flash, you end up having to play kind of a different game plan and the deck doesn't flow as smoothly. I think it's kind of, it, it has to play the game of trying to figure out if it wants to be a sorcery deck or an instant deck. Um, that's my thoughts just initially. I haven't seen a lot of successful Sultai decks, but those would be my, my thoughts right out the gate. Um, I do like Sultai, and you do get Creeping Tar Pit, which is one of the more underplayed, uh, very powerful cards available in Modern. And, you know, definitely, obviously, flashing back at Thoughtseize off a of Snapcaster Mage, you know, that's really good. I would almost think, though, that if you were going to play Sultai, rather than playing Snapcaster Mage, or rather than playing uh, potentially... Search for Azkanta, I would just as much consider playing Vryn's Prodigy. You know, Jace Vryn's Prodigy in the two-drop slot starts to make, I think, a little more sense. It's not a threat, but in terms of getting where you want to get and creating card advantage, that does feel a little bit more like what I want to be doing. Um, and, you know, stuff like flashing back Serum Visions or flashing back Thoughtseize off of a Vryn's Prodigy flipped, it, that feels a little bit more probably more like the thought. Now, it's hard to imagine not playing Snapcaster Mage. Snapcaster Mage is just such a good card, and it's a threat and everything, too. Um, but, th you know, that would be my initial reaction. So, anyway, those of you that are listening to the station, if you disagree with me, you think there is a Sultai deck out there that I'm not highlighting, uh, call in and share your thoughts and tell me what Sultai deck I should be playing and, uh, you know, let Alex and I know. We're, we're recording an episode tomorrow night. You guys are going to hear on Friday. So, perhaps there's something to be discussed here because I think Mardu and Sultai are both decks that people want to hear more about. So, share your thoughts. Call in. Thanks for listening. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Favorite station if you like what you're hearing. If you download the app and you listen to Anchor through the app as opposed to some other medium, guys, I'm going to start giving stuff away. I'm just going to say it again. Free modern stuff. I have a budget. It's just got to hit a certain threshold of viewers first. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great night. Let's keep talking modern.